Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To Ben Like Bamboo is to master change with flexibility. So on the show, I'm interviewing very special guests and we're going to dive deep into their journey of how they have built resilience when dealing with change. No matter what we are going through, what we believe is what matters and we can overcome it. So I'm so excited to introduce my very special guest today, Matt Lanigan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's all right. Thanks so much for coming on the show. So I just want to do um, a brief intro for you. You are the founder of Lucky Penny Cafe, a famous brunch and function venue on Chapel Street, my local. <laughs> Very groovy. And you're also the managing director of um, Matt Lanigan Real Estate, something new I'm learning about you. You are passionate about the community. I know that you are always giving back to charities like Food Bank Victoria, and you're also brand ambassador for Polished Man. Right. To date, you have fed over 8,000 of the most vulnerable in Victoria during COVID-19 and over 800 people in July. That is mind-blowing. Yeah, it's, uh, look, it's a great, great achievement. Um, we've We've done it through the community, basically. It's donations from our online grocery store. So yeah. we, we couldn't have done that without the community support and, and the community buy-in. So yeah, it's uh, something we're proud of. And actually, just on two days ago, we cracked over 10,000 that we've fed, yeah. Oh, well done. That, that, that truly is amazing because there's a lot of human beings going through so much stuff. We were just talking about that before. Today is Are You Okay Day and, you know, the mental health ramifications. And imagine being that hungry where you would have to eat pet food and all that stuff that's going on at the moment. I know. It's brutal. It's, um, yeah, look, it, it, it's tough out there, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So the, the, the little things that we can do and, you know, it's a, it's a small part of uh, what, Food Bank Victoria is doing, but you know, if we can all kind of take a little bit and, That's and right. contribute a little bit, then if uh, everybody does a little bit, it becomes a greater and bigger organism, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. So and and it's that it, happiness that you're generating. It's like an organism. It's an energy of like how it helps you to be grateful for the little things of making such a, a difference that seems small, but it's actually quite big. A hundred percent. Like you, you are so right with the the gratitude and the like fulfillment that i get and my team get from being able to give back to the community it gives us more energy yeah to like you know no one's having fun sitting on the coffee machine and making you know 10 percent of what we would usually make you know it, it, it's it, so being able to help is where we're usually we're serving the community, uh, you know, on our tables or in our function space where yeah. instead of having them in our venue, we're serving them in the public. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so you and I met because I booked my 40th at your venue, <laughs> which we haven't been able to have yet because yeah, everything shut down shortly after March and, Nicole's and my 40th was going to be around the 30th of March. And so let's, you know, you obviously had to, you, you pivoted quickly, didn't you? Yeah. Well, it was unfortunate that we couldn't have your, I know. 40th with your sister and 
it was, you know, it was a tough time for us because we had, you know, you were one of many functions that we had to postpone or cancel and manage to be able to um, do yours 12 months later. But a lot of, a lot of of the events were, um, Mm. you know, first birthday or a baby shower or an engagement or a wedding. We had a couple of weddings and, you know, these things that you can't, you can't push them back 12 months or whatever. So we, we had to refund, it was over 50k worth of function. Wow. Deposits. And we also lost two weeks of trade revenue. So for, for a small business, we we live off our weekly trade, you know, yeah. bills off our weekly trade and, you know, a little bit goes aside, but, you know, we don't yeah. necessarily have 55k sitting around just to give back straight away. No. So, so being, uh, I guess feeling obliged to our, our clients and also feeling obligated to our staff and making sure that they had work. I was, I could see it was coming. I, I basically could see, I was watching, I'm very involved into world news and in um, local and, and national news. And so I could see that COVID was already here in January and I could see that it was coming from, you know, every country in the world was getting it and these things were going into place. And so I was watching going, when it comes to Australia, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't a matter of if it was, I knew it was coming. And when it comes, how can I position my business so that we don't shut? Yeah. My staff will still have a job. Yeah. So I was like adamant that I was not going to close. Like I was seeing lockdowns in this country, that country. And I was like, I'm not going to close. How can I be a necessity so I was looking at what would be a necessity based on other countries and I found that you know the the one that was most in line with what we offered was a grocery store and at that time there was a shortage in toilet paper hand sanitizer um flour eggs these things so I rang up my suppliers and I was like all right can if I do this concept and we shut down completely will you guys still be able to supply and they said Yes, 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 yes. There was one in six that said no, which was okay. And we found someone else that could do it. And so, 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 but we wouldn't have been able to, you know, we wouldn't have been able to implement that grocery store concept if we didn't have the support of the suppliers as well. Because, you know, we still had, with a few of them, we had some invoices that were outstanding, but they were happy for us to just do a pay-as-you-go system. So it started off with, before we got into full lockdown we launched it and it was call up and in um call up by wednesday and then on sunday you can pick up your box like you're going to the market on a sunday um and then that was letterbox dropped for uh 10,000 homes around the area and then uh by the staff that couldn't serve on the floor and then by the monday after those had been dropped out by the Monday, we got shut down completely. So we, we literally built an online, an online grocery store through Shopify within 48 hours. Um, all of the staff had done their COVID infectious training and we were like defiant that we weren't going anywhere. Good on you. We, we managed to generate enough revenue from that to survive for four and a half, five weeks. And yeah. then JobKeeper came in and which, you know, and 
if JobKeeper didn't come in, that we wouldn't have been open. Like it's, it gave us a lifeline to, I guess, have hope that we could rebuild. But yeah, if yeah. that didn't come in, we'd be shut for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's really impressive. And what you've just said there is, you know, reiterates what I just said at the start. Yeah, what, what we believe is what matters. And I really do think that because that's what you decided um, you know, you, you created that. And that's really impressive. And also timing, because you foresaw it and, and you thought about it before it also started to happen. And I think that's really impressive. So well done. Thank you. And, you're, you know, with the timing thing, I guess I was, uh, I, I'm entrepreneurial minded by nature and my, my brain is always thinking about, a million different things and it wasn't something like I, I literally was thinking about it for three weeks before we got locked down and I was probably up till about one or two o'clock every night going this is coming and I, I, I was almost in like a soldier mindset that I was like I'm going to do whatever I can to protect my business, my family, my staff, yeah. and do the right thing as well within, you know, within the, the restrictions that the, whatever government throws at us. So I was yeah, like yeah. being positive and defiant and, uh, and staunch at the same time. Yeah. Well, good on you. Cause that's not hard to do when you're in survival mode. When we're in survival mode, we tend to go into a bit of a selfish mode and you didn't. And that just shows credit to your character and personality. So again, really impressive. So I'm going to dive in. What does resilience mean to you? Oh, look, uh, I think resilience, um, it is definitely like a buzzword at the moment, but it, it, it's really what you do to get through adversity and, and how, you, you know, what, what makes up resilience, you know, mindset, um, having the right people around you. Yeah. And making sure that you are taking care of yourself as well as whatever else you need to, whether it's people or business or whatever, um, you know, resilience. Yeah. I guess it's a combination of things to, to help you get through that adversity or the, the tough. The That's tough true. Part. It is a combination of moving parts, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, for, for me, um, I've always, well, I'm lucky because I have close, I have a close network of people that are from all, all different walks of life. Like, you know, my, my, my top five would be, if you were to look at them on paper, you would be like, how the hell are you guys friends? You know, like the, but it's because we're all, I guess we're all strong and we're all um, not afraid to say it how it is and, and you're aligned in that way. And that's right. And so I, I think that um, that for me, that support group is really strong. I've also got a, a strong business network and then also a strong family. So people for me is probably, you know, um, the most important thing to be resilient because you can't, even though it may look on the outside, like to you or to someone looking in that I am resilient and that's true, but I couldn't be that resilient person without those people supporting me when I need them to. So I think that is probably the foundation of resilience. And then 
um, from that, you know, you've got, you've got to have passion. If you, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you know, you probably will be moving to something else rather than pushing through there because, you know, you, you, so you've got the, the people and then the passion to push through and then being positive and, and that's a mindset thing. And, you know, for, for, for me, it's mindset is um, so important and, you know, I've had to improve my daily routine yeah. over the last six months dramatically yeah. because it used to be quite um, relaxed and it would be like have my morning coffee and then do some exercise and then do my daily journal and then go on in with my day. But now it's like, right, I, I set a challenge that I've got to be in bed, out of bed by 6.30 in the morning. Uh, otherwise, I've already lost for the day. Like that's my first win. And then I yeah. have a shot of espresso and then I go for the walk and then walk and it's back home by 7.30 yeah. and it's like got to be in the office or on the computer or out the door at 8 o'clock. And so that's kind of been that and it's like get out of bed, make the bed. That's the first win. Yeah. Then, you know, so you've got out of bed by 6.30 and you've made the bed by 6.31. You've won twice for the day. So it's mindset and, right. it's, and, and it's positive mindset and then I have the the daily, the five minute journal, which is three things I'm grateful for, yep. three things that I'll do today and a yep. daily affirmation and take a photo of where I am. And those, those things are done by eight o'clock and then that sets the foundation for the day. So, and, and it doesn't matter what comes my way and I don't have all good days. Um, actually, you know, yesterday was quite a, a disjointed day. It was full on and I had, um, I was pretty much in front of the screen most of the day, which is not something that I enjoy, um, but had to be done. And by the night time, I was like cooked. And yeah. you know, I, I took the morning off today and I did some, I, you know, I went for a swim in the bay and I did some breathing exercises and just did some self-care because I knew that I needed to be at the top of my game for the rest of the week. So, so you listened to your body when you were right. yeah. <laughs> doing and too much. And that was, you know, I still did my morning routine. I was out of bed at 6.30 and I was ready to go at 8. But from 8 until 12, 12.30, it was me time. Um, so I think that's important to be yeah. as well. You know, because when, when you're going through adversity, it's kind of um, tempting that you have to do, you have to be doing something the whole time because it's so dramatic and you've got to be like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And then you get into a snowball yeah. that you're actually not being productive at all. So no. remove yourself from that, take some me time and then, yeah. I need to take your advice on that this week. <laughs> I do. I'm hearing myself just going, I'm listening to you going, yeah, I think I need to actually just have a bit of me time tonight. Yeah. Um, so if, we're, if I was to ask you a question of, you know, do you want to talk about something you've been through in your life? Do you think the, the most, um, you know, integral and relevant um, and biggest thing you've been going through is probably how you've had to pivot in business lately or would it be something else you want to talk about? Um, well, I guess we can, we can talk about COVID. It's, it's, it's relevant to everyone. Um, I, I did go through a pretty big transition um, about eight years ago when, or seven years ago when I decided to exit my previous career and go into the new career, 
which was previous career was based around hospitality, events and entertainment, nightlife, nightclubs, that kind of thing. Yeah, I saw that. Um, whilst Matt was hosting a party on a $100 million super yacht for a billionaire in the Greek islands, he decided that he had achieved what he could in this space and wanted a new challenge. And that's when you went into real estate, right? Correct. That and sounds like a pretty groovy lifestyle before that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. And, you know, it, it was an amazing experience. Being, yeah. I was literally a, you know, I was a VIP host on Mykonos in the Greek islands. And Kaz James, really good friend of mine, he was DJing resident at wow. the spot in the world and wow. people were coming to super yachts and we literally were like, it was, it was out of like, it was what out. Does, of, what does a super yacht look like? Like what is a super yacht? Okay. So, so think about like, um, the biggest yacht in the Docklands. Yeah. And sometimes it by 10 and it's got full-time <laughs> chef, full-time, you know, it's got seven, eight staff, um, wow. you know, cover girls, um, coming in off dinghies, DJs, ultimate music, party, you know, premier league soccer players, like all these kind of yeah. uh, larger than life, you know, the boats are worth anywhere between a hundred to $300 million wow. to build. And, you know, these guys hire them for the season or they, they own them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, you know, um, having a great time in Mykonos and it was awesome. And I was hosting these parties and having these amazing dinners and what have you. And I was sitting, it was, I think it was the ninth time that I had gone out onto a super yacht party to kind of host the party. And I was sitting there and I had this, you know, epiphany that I was like, I actually think that I've done everything that I can do in this space in Melbourne um, and across Australia, like that I was, you know, uh, at my level and I was just like, I, I'm, I don't want to come back next time I go, next time I come back to Mykonos, I want to be able to enjoy a boat and not be the one that's coming in to run the party on the yeah, boat. Yeah. So I came back to Melbourne and I did my final three events um, and I, I, did my last event, which was the St Kilda Festival at the Prince of Wales Hotel. And there was like 15 people in the hotel room afterwards with a DJ and my alarm went off at 5am and I grabbed my bag and I went to the airport and I went to um, South Africa. And I, I basically did this um, nature trip with a friend of mine over there and we hiked Johannesburg and did a road trip through the middle of South Africa. Wow. The second largest indigenous rainforest. Went to the most eastern port and stayed in an eco village. Wow. Um, four wheel drive across the mountains, surfed the wild coast, and then drove through the free state, stayed in a friend's uncle's animal sanctuary, and then came back. And I came back and I said, Right, I'm done. Yeah. And I started studying in real estate. And that was the, the turning point. But the, the, the time that I guess that transition period was really hard because I went from a lifestyle that was you know, basically running events for a living and being very social. Yeah. Then removing myself completely from that. And for about probably six to nine months, it was really tough because I was used to that 
social interaction and I you know I would I would love that as well it was almost you got your energy from it because you're a people person too That's right yeah and so um so it was tough for me for a while and and for me to get through that that was like a really big challenge and you know I was also battling like a bit of my own pride and a bit of my own ego and identity yeah was struggling to let go of and but I realized eventually at the end of the nine months that from in order for me to move on and have success in the next space, I needed to let go of that. And so once, and then I found these techniques of, you know, and I, and I did some, I, I worked with, you know, I improved my skills in marketing. I worked with one of the world's leading lead generators in uh, from LinkedIn um, and he had some amazing techniques and some amazing routines and processes which I've now taken into my life and so I was I was really it was a bit of um you know self-learning and and, but I guess I needed to get a bit more corporate because from what I was doing was all startup and it was all you know my own rules and my own policies and procedures and stuff and so I needed to get a bit more corporate so I went in and I I I went into a workplace where I really wanted to work and he wanted me to prove that I needed to work there. So I had to basically, you know, prove to him. So I, I went in and I did 14 hour days, six days a week. And I just was like a sponge learning of him. And then from there I started to, I guess, yeah, go through and um, yeah, create you know, a new version of yourself. I did, like, and I was like pulling beers at my mate's pub at night time, and I was studying during the day. And I started, you know, I, I invested some money here so that I could then get my full real estate license in New South Wales and Victoria. And then I went and worked with a corporate development company and learned from there. And then I went and worked with another company. And then I, and now I'm doing um, rent converters and 35 properties. So rent converters is like a house and land thing and 35 properties like a development thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. And so what made you decide to go back into hospitality while still running your real estate? Did you miss the people? Um, So Lucky Penny's always been there through that whole time. Oh, cool. So Lucky Penny is now seven years old. I actually didn't know that. That's cool. And so... That's been one constant. So um, I guess I, originally I started it from the ground up and we, we built yeah. it and then it got to a point where it could kind of run itself and I would just check in, you know, 15, 20 hours a week in the back end kind of thing. Sure. And, and, and up until COVID hit, like that's pretty much what I was doing with Lucky right. Penny. Um, probably, you know, um, maybe like January mid-jan I started to get a bit more involved in it and I could I could see well yeah as I said earlier you know and so and but at the end of the day it's my business and I own 80 percent of it and if it's not going if the current business model needs to change well then I'm back into yeah and have you had to juggle doing pivoting in you know like at Lucky Penny as well as your real estate business at the same time yeah, so the, the real estate um, ambitions were put on hold for six and a half weeks yeah. because 
Lucky Penny needed my undivided attention to survive. Yeah. And then once now it's now it's back at a point where I can my, you know, my partner and my employees can run it because yeah. we've got we've got new procedures. Everything everything's got a new system, and every, like even you know the coffee window has a new system. But um, yeah, so now I've can put my energy back into yeah. the property stuff, and you know that's going well. And well, it sounds like no matter what you've been through professionally or personally, your turning point has been very similar in that it's like you've you're able to foresee and preempt the future. And, and by the sounds of it, you do a lot of work on yourself every day. And so when, when we do that, I really believe that's how we find our inner anchor that allows us to be more flexible and therefore more creative and innovative in how we find solutions when hits the pan. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So um, it sounds like you're, you're very aware and, you know, you're, you're very open to mental health. You recognise that it's an important, um, you know, well-being is so important for men and women and also, you know, in our lives, not just personally, but professionally as well. Um, so that's pretty extraordinary. I mean, do you think your life is better now having gone through even just the most recent COVID craziness? Like, how do you think your life's better now because of what you've just been through? Or even yeah. back then, that story you told as well, you know? Well, yeah, we'll focus on now, um, you know, going through COVID has made me, I'm, look, I, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I, I'm positive by nature and I'm a big believer in positive energy and having positive energy around me creates positive results. No, yeah. matter, what, no matter what's going on in the environment or in the environment around me, if I project positive energy and have positive people like, you know, you giving me positive energy through this interview, it will create positive results for me. So COVID was no different, even though it was, you know, a once in a hundred year event and it was devastating and it still is going to be devastating for years to come. I can't be sitting here feeling sorry for myself. So um, yeah, I, I used it as an opportunity, well, first of all, to be defiant and I'm not going to give up. And then second of all, to identify what's not working. Yeah. So being completely honest with my businesses and myself and say, where am I weak? Well, what is, you know, where are we losing money in Lucky Penny? Where are the weaknesses in the business model? Where are the weaknesses in my personal business model? Identify those, mm. get rid of them now because mm. this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to actually get rid of the shit. Like, it's true. And I'm not talking about, you know, get rid of the shit people that are on social media, get rid of the shit people in your life, get rid of the, Get rid of the bad energy. Reset. Get yeah. rid of the bad energy in all components of your life. That and and you know what makes you tick and what makes me tick can be completely different. Yeah. But get rid of the bad energy that yeah. is bringing you down because at the end of the day, whether it's a process in business or a human mm. uh, or or anything mm. else, if it's giving you bad energy, then it's yeah. bringing down. And we go through, when we go through change, we change and we, you know, alignment um, that was before may not be. And you said before you, you had to become really good at letting go. So maybe the skills you learned, you know, back when you shifted from entertainment into real estate, 
um, maybe that is something you brought into how, you know, letting go and, 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 you know, into our current crisis that we just went through. Yeah, absolutely. You're a hundred percent correct. Like I, I am, I've, I've been through a transition where I've, I've done it tough. So, you know, that letting go of things you think are important, but really yeah. when you look back in a couple of years, you go, why did I think that? Yeah, it's you just know, not. I, I've had to do that a couple of times in my life already. So yeah. maybe I am better prepared for this moment than others, but that doesn't mean that, you know, just because I went through that, others can't start doing that now. Like yeah. if, we, if we look at the roadmap that we have right now, what is it you know 10th of september if we look at that date now and then we look at when we're actually allowed to get back to real proper activity as a society it's two and a half months almost from from so we've got two and a half months to restart Mm. our lives our businesses our environment and you know we we could probably if if we didn't have two and a half months we would probably say we could do it in four weeks you know to to eliminate these things so we've got heaps of time to get it right and get ourselves ready for the rebuild so you know we could sit there and go it's really unfair we should get back to business now providing that we can still put food on the table and we don't get kicked out of our house and you know providing we can survive and i think that the government has put in the initiative so that those things won't happen. Sure, it's really sad that we can't see our families and it's really sad that we can't, you know, go and see our loved ones and our friends and what have you. Yeah. And that is devastating and it's really hard to do emotionally. But, you know, we, we've all got Zoom and whilst it's not a hug and a kiss, it's still... Something you can still interact and you can still see their face. Well, maybe I mean it is devastating and it's taking its toll the loneliness. But I've found, um, you know, I wouldn't have done some of the things that I've been able to get done if I didn't have so much alone time. And I see that as such a blessing. But it took me a little while to go. Oh wow, yeah, that is, was almost like meant to be. Sometimes life throws you what you what you need rather than what you want. And not that we would ever call a pandemic something that anyone would ever want or need, but you know what I mean? Sometimes whatever circumstances you're faced with right now, even within the pandemic and COVID is however your life's reorganized, try and look at it with a fresh set of eyes where, you know, maybe um, this is helping you to rebuild yourself and become a whole new version of yourself. If you just let go of the resistance and go swim downstream instead of upstream. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the it's a global economic reset. Yeah. And it, it should be also a global personal reset, you know. Yeah. And, and you, like, honestly, there will be, never be another time in our lives where we get an opportunity to... Rebuild. Really, really get rid of the fucking shit. Yeah. No, no, this is actually the coolest thing you've said, like get right. rid of the shit, like awesome. awesome. And, 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 you know, so we could sit there and a friend of mine, she's a, a sleep expert and I was talking to her at the start of the pandemic and she sent something out like, you know, have you, 
is this the best thing? Like, is this pan- this was like in April or, or May? Is this pandemic the best thing that's happened to you in your personal life? And I was like, are you kidding? Like, how can you think that? And she's like, well, let's have a look at it and see what you can actually eliminate and how you can make it better. And yeah. as a positive, and like, it really you know, struck me as going, right, you know, everything that I I can do from here is like going to be looking at the best as the opportunity instead yeah. of that, you know, it is sad and it's, it's devastating, but you dwell on that then, you know. We well, use all your energy and that's right, yeah. when you know what you don't want, we kind of know what you want more and more. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Too. And speaking about upstream, I actually read a book the other day called Upstream. Oh, cool. I'm sure if you've read it. I haven't heard of it, but it's, I would, like, it's a title. I recommend anyone I speak to, anyone that I come in contact with, I'm like, you should read this book because it, I'm it, writing it, down. it has changed the way that I look at everything right now, especially because of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, and now I see things six steps ahead mm. of where they can be. And it, it, it focuses on, you know, um, the opening The opening scene is that there's uh, a man, there's two people by the lake and they're having a picnic and this baby comes floating down the river. They jump in and they save the baby and then they get back to shore and then another baby comes floating down the river and they jump back in and they get back to shore just as they're getting out, another baby comes screaming down the river. And they, as they're coming back in, one of the guys walks up the stream and, he, and the other guy shouts to him, where are you going? He's like, I'm going upstream to tackle the guy that's throwing in the babies. Gets the cause but, of the issue. That's right. So now I look at everything as how can we prevent this from happening again instead of putting a Band-Aid over the, you know, the problem? So, um, and I think it's like a mindset thing. And that's just one example of what this... I love it. Yeah. It, and it's letting go of the resistance, you know. It's relevant to, you know to today because yeah. you know? we get we use so much energy being upset and worried and fearful and so yeah i think it's really important to focus on what we want and the positive and what we can um bit rebuild out of this because there will be a lot of opportunity a lot of opportunity so what's the main thing you've learned the main thing that i have learned in, in in how you had to pivot for covid sure well look i i guess i've learned that I can still function and still have success even at the most craziest, unpredictable times. That's a cool thing to realise. So, you know, now I feel like you can throw any challenge at me and I'll be able to deal with it. And that shows that it's built your resilience. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because when you discover what you're made of... Yeah. Through going through the shit, <laughs> actually leaning into the black abyss of uncertainty and just going through it, not around it, not avoiding it, through it. You come yeah. out the other end, you're like, well, oh, if I can do that yeah. through a pandemic and still succeed, imagine yeah. what else I can do. And I think, you know, I've learned a lot about other people and, you know, the, the true colours of people yeah. shine through in tough times and, yeah. um, you know, the perhaps some of the pretenders or the the more evil people in our society um, will will shine through. It's kind of hard to hide 
during these times. Especially so, stressful times, yeah. Yeah, so I, so I think, you know, learning about myself, that, and other people, yeah, that. So um, just on my final question for you is, do you have three tips that I can share with the community on um, how to be more resilient? Well, yeah, I guess maybe going back to the start, you know, I, I think it's really important to have a core group of people, um, maybe not mentors, doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, they don't have to be, you know, your business or like, you know, business mentors, but having good people in your corner, yeah. you know, even, even if you look at a boxer, like it's, it's a single one-on-one -on -one sport, but a good boxer versus a good boxer with a good team I'm going to back the good boxer with the good team every time. Yeah. Because this boxer may throw a Hail Mary and land a good punch, but this yeah. boxer will win more fights. Yeah. So, so I think you've got to have a really good team. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for me, that's probably number one. Like yeah. that's the number one tip, having a good team. I think number two is um, don't be upset if you fail. Because, you know, to be resilient, you're going to fail. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and so you fail, sure, quickly deal with that, learn from that, yep. take those learnings into the next thing. And keep going. Right. Keep yeah. going, yeah. And then three is um, positive energy. Yep. And how do you do that? Well, I, how do you do positive energy? Um, <laughs> I guess whatever makes you happy, you know, like, yeah. so for me, I love seeing the sunrise. Yeah. And so that's why I'm out of bed by 6.30. So even if the sun has risen before I, I get to see it, it's like I'm, I'm seeing it get up there. So yeah. for me, it's the start of the day, but for someone else, it might be, you know, reading a book before they go to bed or, um, uh, meditating know, or telling someone they love them or you know yes, what, yeah. whatever like but keeping positive energy when you get negative energy try and get rid of it straight away so yeah. I, I, I'm a big believer in energy and yeah. I, I have a natural defense mechanism when negative energy enters yeah. I am automatically you feel aware it. of it yeah and it's not that I can't be in a space with it I, I, I can learn to deal with that. But, yeah, I think um, if, you, if you project positive energy and perhaps something which I am just getting into and it's um, something that uh, I've learnt through the centre of optimism is instead of asking someone, how are you, ask them, what are you optimistic about today? Cool. So, because, you know, it's very mundane. How are you? Yeah, good. It's very mundane. It's the waste. It is a waste of energy. It's a waste of breath because you get nothing out of it and the person you're speaking to gets nothing out of it either. No. And it's, it's, you may as well, like, besides the fact that you've acknowledged them, there's nothing more. There's no intention behind it because right. everyone says it all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah. I love it. So it's like yeah. neuroplasticity. What, what are you optimistic about today? It would throw someone. They would go, 
They'd be like, hold on a second, what? And then, you know, (laughs) but that's only because it's not the normal. Yeah, and that's the best thing about it. It's creating new pathways. and And, And you can't, like, I reckon, you know, 99 out of 100 times you're going to get someone go, huh, oh, I'm actually, you know, optimistic that the sun's out today and it's not raining. And You, you could know, change their whole day just asking that. 100%. So, yeah, I think, you know, we'll throw that in there as a little bit. I love it. And it sounds like, you know, the way that you produce positive energy is self-care, doing yeah. what makes you happy. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I meditate at night before I go to sleep and um, I, I do the, the, the daily affirmation and, you know, that that's kind of the front and the end of it and then whatever else is necessary you know if i if i need to do some boxing or if i need to go for a run or if i need to have a dip in the bay or if i need to do yeah. these things then i'll i'll do them um yeah. you know i guess i'm not as strict about my high intensity training it's more it's more about what works for me and you know, that hour walk in the morning, that works for me. Yeah. Um, and then if I need something else throughout the week, then Maybe I'll throw that in there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because walking is very good restorative exercise. And when we're very stressed, sometimes that is the better exercise to choose to balance out our autonomic nervous system. Yeah. Sometimes caning ourselves at the gym when we're stressed can be, you know, counterproductive. So and also right now, you know, you can't go to the gym. Okay. <laughs> so, True. So, and, and I like a trainer because I'm, I'm not strict enough on myself. I'm it? the same. I've been doing Zoom Pilates with um, my clinical um, Pilates instructor. So thank God for that. Um, this has been so cool, Matt. Thank you. Um, I want everybody to walk away today from just believing that no matter what they're going through, they can overcome it. And I think you've given some golden nuggets there. Well, um, thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I love what you're doing. And thank you. Um, you know, sharing the, the resistance message. It's so yeah. relevant to today and yeah. people need to, you know, um, to build that for sure. So yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. And uh, that's all right. A bit of my story. And your store, if people want to um, support your grocery store, it's the luckypenny.store, isn't it? Yes, correct. And um, Or you can call us on 0456444277 and you can speak to someone in person. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. And um, I'm sure I will see you soon and have a beautiful rest of your day. Great. Thank you. You too.